This is an AMI podcast. In everything I consumed when I was younger, if I even saw a little person, they were these magical, mystical creatures. They had no agency, no humanity. And I am a little person and I am a human being and I do have agency and I want to be taken seriously. If I show up and I do the work and I am showing and proving that I'm a good actor, then I can be on screen as someone who's not an elf, as someone who's not a leprechaun, and that can be the standard. Alexa Vasso's Breaking Character, take five. Currently, I'm working on submitting for anything my agent, well, not anything my agent sends away, but things my agent sends my way. I'm going to visit my cousin Shelby today because I have some self-tapes I need to film and she's agreed to help me out. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, action. My first memory of being on a train was maybe when I was seven or eight. For film stuff, I always tense up. Like it takes me a hot minute to get in the zone. So when you work with like your friend or your cousin or your family member who you just vibe and have hilarious times with, it loosens you up so you're actually feeling it. Okay, so the second one is a oh, short what do I film. Do, here? do you want to change your shirt? Yeah, yeah I'm going to change outfits. I also need your phone for the scene to be like a prop. I think the self-tape process can be difficult sometimes because I want to give the casting people what they're after. So I always try to kind of figure out what the character is, what they would look like, and how I would look as this character. Okay, three, two, one, action. Oh, Charlie, don't, no, I don't want to talk to mom right now because mom knows what she did, and instead of actually admitting to it, she's just blaming it on me as usual. I usually do anywhere between three to like seven takes. It's just navigating when am I in it, when am I not in it, and am I playing the right character for that scene. I can't talk right now, okay? I'll, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. Okay. Cut. Awesome. Okay, that one was good, I think. Now that everything's done and filmed, send it off to casting and then you just never think about it again until maybe it comes back in your inbox or literally it never lives another life. That's just the life of an actor. You do it, it's done, you go on. Today we are shooting the fabulous show with Faye and Fluffy. I'm really excited because I love drag queens and the show is hosted by two of them. Hey Ty, I just gotta take your temperature. We are going to be talking about different bodies and different abilities. So they asked me to come on and talk about my disability. I'm a little bit nervous for today because I'm used to kind of just talking, coming from my own experiences, but today it's scripted. So I was really studying my lines and hopefully things will turn out. You know, we all grew up with TV shows and we see different examples of like what our life could be. But if you have a disability and that's just completely excluded, you feel like not a part of the, the story, not a part of society. One of the characters that I grew up with and was really important to me just as a kid was Artie from Glee. He was a character who basically used a wheelchair and he was a part of the Glee club, so he would be singing and dancing around, and it was literally me. There's a lot of controversy around the character of Artie because the actor who played him didn't actually have a disability himself. Obviously that's not good and we want to get representation that is authentic and real, but you know, this character did so much for me. I was able to see myself represented on TV. That was still really important. 
I believe that representation in the media, specifically for people with disabilities, will have that same impact that the character already had on me, but for kids growing up today. Hi. Hi. Good morning. How's it going? Pretty good, you? Awesome. Good. Don't judge my lack of hair and lipstick. It's okay, same. <laughs> I'm Facelift. And I'm Fluffy Souffle, and we are The Fabulous Show with Faye and Fluffy. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you, I'm so excited. I need to tell everybody this when yeah, we yeah, arrive, yeah. is that do not stress about it at all. Okay, good. Especially because we're talking about like your stories right, and things right, like right. that. So it's like, okay, forget the script, you know what this is. Right, yeah. And yeah, it does not have to be word for word at all. Okay, perfect. Yay. Awesome. I'm so okay, excited. It'll be great. Thank you. It'll be great. I'll see you soon. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Getting to talk to Faye and Fluffy about how they're very free with everything and they don't necessarily stick to the lines word for word really made me feel more comfortable. This should be pretty interesting, but a fun challenge. Okay, Ty, you're on. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's great to see you. I'm Alan Redford, and I am a talent agent with the Little People of Canada Performers. What, what have you been up to? I've been... Decently busy. Throughout the shutdown, I was very much drawn to like the voiceover world. So I'm definitely interested in pursuing that route. Well, I guess this is also somewhat big news, but um, an agent reached out to me and I ended up deciding to sign with them. That's fantastic. That congratulations is good. I think my next step, I guess, and coming to you about this too, is like, I want to like maybe network a little more and being able to have someone to be like, hey, I'm going through this thing. Did you experience something similar? Like having that kind of sounding board? Okay. I have somebody in mind, I think. Let me reach out to her and okay. see if, you know, she's up for it. But I think this could be kind of cool. Actually, it's kind of a neat idea. Alexa is driven. She's got a passion for the industry. She's set up and ready to go. Uh, well, she just needs that opportunity. And I think I found somebody that will do that and can do that. I'm really excited about it. Hey. It's good to see you. It's been a little while. Yes, it has. Too long. <laughs> Karina Rothery is a little person performer. She has lots of experience in motion capture, live performance, and stunt work. So there's a performer, Alexa. She's like really passionate about the, the industry. Um, I think you'd be um, a great mentor or someone to give her a little bit of advice and maybe show her what's going on and what's been in the business and, and what's possible and where she can go. Oh, absolutely. That sounds amazing. I would love to, you know, talk to her, see if I can help out in any way, even just make a new friend. <laughs> okay, great. What I'm going to do is I'm, I'll, I'll set you guys up so that you can meet. Sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. Okay. Take care. Bye. I'm hanging out with my buddy Courtney Gilmore. We're going to take the Tiki Taxi, which is a little party barge, and then we're just going to chat about comedy on the way. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Good. My name is Captain Paul. Hi. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Dan. I feel like we're on The Bachelor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Courtney Gilmore and I'm a stand-up comedian. I am a congenital amputee, so I'm missing both my hands and my right leg below the knee. How many years has it been since you started comedy? Yeah, two, three years, really. But it's all been on and off. I kind of consider Courtney to be a mentor in a lot of ways. She's been very supportive. The first time I saw Courtney doing comedy was at Comedy Bar here in Toronto. Seeing her up there doing it and not focusing entirely on the disability, that was the final push that I needed to get into comedy myself. I know you've seen my set a few times. Yeah. Do you have any 
rough suggestions? I would say that as much as it's important to prioritize being um, funny about your disability, write a lot more jokes that are about other things too, so that you can have them in your back pocket because it's going to come in handy in being a well-rounded comic who doesn't get boxed into I'm the blind guy comic in the same way that I have felt boxed into the I'm the no hands comic. At a certain point, you got to break that and be like, what else do I have to say? Also, like, you should definitely be on way more shows than you are. I feel like, you yeah. should be on, You should be on, like, booked shows yeah. that are good. And, like, I know it's, like, nerve-wracking to ask, mm-hmm. but you should be asking. Oh. Yeah. 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 After talking to Courtney today, I definitely have a lot to take away. I'm going to start creating a list of shows that might want to have me on. Nothing's worth doing if it isn't scary, and you have to put in the effort to get where you want to go. I decided to bring Alexa to the Toronto School of Circus Arts today just to push her a little bit out of her comfort zone. What better way to do it than at a circus school? Hi. Hello. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? I'm nice good. To meet you. I'm Alexa. Karina. Nice to meet you. I'm a little skeptical if I'll be able to do what she has in store because I don't even know what she has in store. So nervous is also my default, but anxious and looking forward to what's going to happen. You were interesting in sort of expanding your opportunities with acting and what you might be able to do. I don't have like a set, I guess, path or avenue yet. So I'm interested in learning about like what you do and um, like stunt work and stuff. I hope she takes away from it a new experience, that she has a lot of fun, all the can't she may or may not have heard in her life. I want her to turn it into an I can, or I can at least try. So how about we start off with some stretches? Okay. We'll get working with our arms and stuff, do some big shoulder circles, and we'll move on to our legs. Sounds good. As a little person and trying to get into the stunt world, there's tons of work. It could be something as simple as, you know, the six-year-old or the eight-year-old in this film is going to drive a car. Well, legally, they can't do that. But her and I certainly can. It's taking yourself and putting yourself into this niche. How do you feel about trampolines? I love trampolines. Sounds great, let's <laughs> go! Woo! Karina's so much fun. She's an exciting force to be reckoned with. To learn from another little person who's done this for so long is going to be such an amazing experience. One of the things that you want to do is try to keep within that X. Because if you stay in the middle of it, you're going to be more balanced and that way you won't fall off to the either side okay. kind of thing. Should I try a turn? Go for okay. it! See, we're pro. <laughs> Hire me for all your stunt needs. When I'm on the trampoline, I feel like I am seven years old again without a care in the world. It's just so much fun to kind of let loose and jump and not have to worry about anything. <laughs> well, I'm kind of curious to know, like I know a lot of people or a lot of little people would disagree with my opinion of how I feel about certain jobs. But like, yeah. how, how do you feel? Like, What's your take on it all? I think for me, like when I sat down with my agent initially and we talked about like where they see me and where I see me going and stuff, like I definitely had like certain limitations. I wouldn't do an elf special, like I wouldn't do anything with like a leprechaun and stuff. Like I want those roles to almost not necessarily not exist, but like we shouldn't be the scapegoat to play them. Yeah. For me, it's an attack on my existence when 
I'm coming into a room and you're saying, I can't picture you as this real life person in our show, but I can picture you on the Christmas special wearing rosy cheeks and a Santa hat. To say that a little person is better suited as an elf than a non-little person or a non-disabled person is like, how? Because I'm somehow closer connected to Santa Claus than you are? Like, that makes no sense. When you're constantly pairing real people with real experiences into these make-believe categories, you're, you're neglecting our existence. You're dehumanizing us. As a 16-year-old being brand new and not even having my foot in the door, I thought, okay, I may or may not have to take the odd role that I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah. Why to get my foot in the door? Yeah. Once my foot's in the door, you then have that opportunity to become, I guess, a little bit more picky yeah. in a sense. Yeah. There's elf roles that I've done which were background and it was like... <laughs> and then there's also elf roles that I've done where it was a horror movie and I was stunting. So not only was I an elf, I was a psycho killer elf. It was more like, oh, look at how strong I am. Look at me fighting. That's look at what I can do. Yeah. And that makes me feel better and confident because I now know I've owned it completely. I feel like an absolute beast or a goddess wherever I am. And if somebody decides to say something, it's like, you're the idiot who paid me to dress like this. Like. Yeah. You do what you feel is best. Yeah. You want to take that damn leprechaun role? To take it. To hell with everybody. I yeah. mean, if you want to take the role as the stripper and you see your titties, you do that too. <laughs> like, did you want to maybe have a drink of water, take a break, gather yeah. some thoughts, and we'll move on to the next activity? Hydrate and keep going. Yes. Let's roll. <laughs> There's two kinds of people. Yeah, <laughs> walking works too. <laughs> So this is the wonderful thing called a hammock. I typically rather would just sleep in it, but yeah. you can do tricks in it as well. It's really one of those things of making things look pretty, okay. along with the fabric and stuff. Shall I try it? Go for it. Okay. Perfect. It's gonna catch me. Yep. Oh, it's going to catch you. Being wrapped up in this red, luscious cocoon <laughs> is honestly the only way I want to live my life from now on. Oh my goodness, this is so cool. It's very comfy. Let's see if I can get really spinning. Ooh, you're gonna spiral. At the beginning of it, I had to make my hard nose. Like, if it's gonna look weird or if I'm gonna fail very, very poorly, I'll just say, like, I'm uncomfortable with it. But actually going through the activities and sitting with Karina and watching her do it made me want to try it. Okay, let me try that. Ready? Hell yeah! <laughs> Ready? Okay, hold on. A little, a little spin. <laughs> Ready? Tens across the board. Stuck the landing. Yes. It's like strong and wrong, you know? Yes. Strong and wrong. Who cares if I look so stupid and silly trying it because, hey, it could be something a lot of fun and that I could potentially be good at. You have to try it to even fail. So you can't fail before you even go into it, right? Hi, everyone. Today, I am shooting a show, and we are going to be talking about disability. Hello, is anyone home? What a wonderful surprise. It's our friend, Ty. Our show is a studio show. It's part improv, part scripted, and our show is mainly about kindness and love. 
The main thing when we have friends with disabilities is treating them just like everyone else. We're making sure that we can include them in every game, and once we can, that's how we're sure we're playing it right. During shooting, the one place that I did struggle was balancing memorizing a script, but also talking free from the heart. People will just automatically assume, oh, I'm gonna redo that. If I mess up one word, I'm like, I hate that. But once I got more comfortable being on the set and actually saying things that came straight from me, it really helped me feel a little bit better. Getting asked a question is always better than when people stare and say nothing, because being stared at definitely doesn't feel good. Teaching kids about disability is probably one of the best things that we can do. I believe that if you teach kids to be loving and accepting from a younger age, then in the future, we'll have a much better world. Uh, yes, nice. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. That was, you. That was great. Thank you. I would absolutely love to host a show and, you know, kind of talk and have guests and interview people. I'm going to push a lot more effort into trying to get more shows and more jobs so that I can hopefully start building my career and even portfolio now. There's so many things you can do creatively to showcase people who have disabilities on stage, but not in a way that's just about the disability. One of my most favorite memories was playing Chip when I was 15 at Unionville Theatre Company's production of Beauty and the Beast. I was really excited because I had never done a show like this before, and I've never seen such extravagant sets. We knew that Chip is a teacup, so, you know, he's just moving around, he's just ahead and they wanted to figure out, so how can we put you into a teacup and how can we make this look cool and fun? They actually decided to build me a tea cart. I just kind of climb in, stick my head out, and then I can just be the cup. Going into different theaters and job opportunities, I'm subject to assumption about my wheelchair and things that I can or can't do. But at this place, they were fully just, okay, so can we build you a box and can you climb in? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I was just able to go and be myself and be a performer, and I didn't have to worry about people making assumptions and people telling me that I can or can't do something. It was simply just another opportunity. When the curse is lifted in the musical, I make a transformation from teacup to human. Since I use my wheelchair in normal life and I was on wheels in the show as the cup, it was kind of a cool parallel to have me still be in wheels as a real boy. Beauty and the Beast was one of the best experiences of my career, mainly because of the people. There were so many people who were so driven to push the show forward and to create something that was just so magical. It was an experience that I will never forget. I'm gonna hold a hoop, okay. you turn around, oh my gosh. and you pop yourself off. Okay. You comfortable like that? I think so. When you're in the hoop, you'll spin all the time. <laughs> you'll fly everywhere here and there. You get dizzy, right. right? So it's almost training yourself to follow what you're doing, even though you're going super, super, super quick. Okay. How would you feel if I gave you a little spin? Yeah, we can do a little, we'll, little we'll do spin. A little spin, and then okay. maybe maybe we'll work our way up. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So like you would bring your head before, like you don't follow the hoop. You kind of. You anticipate the spot beforehand? Yeah. Or you try and mark on all four walls a spot that you try to find every time you turn around. Okay. I got hoop skills, which is very surprising because I didn't think it was going to fit me properly. So sitting inside of it and being able to hold all around of it and 
twirl was a great time. In regards to today, how are you feeling? Did you enjoy it? It's, I know it's very different <laughs> and probably an absolutely new experience yeah. for you. Yeah, I, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I'm very surprised at myself or I think I have a lot more, um, I guess, physical strength than I anticipated or at yeah. least like tenacity to just give it a give it a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson I learned from her was just to like own your stuff. She truly is so proud of everything she's done and she owns it. I think I get in my head a lot about consequences of how something will make me look or my community look or I think about every other situation instead of just being like, hey Alexa, what do you want to do? Is this something that's going to be enjoyable for you? Are you going to have fun? Watching you do it is such an inspiration of like, it's absolutely possible. And you're so good at it. You're like, you're so you. good at it. Thank you. It's but you should be so proud of yourself and what you've accomplished today. I know it was probably scary <laughs> in the beginning, but I'm just, I'm so excited for your career to take off. Thanks. Same. Hello. Kyle. Hey. Hey, it's Dan. Yeah, Bear Ruger. How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you've got a, a spot for me. I know you, you told me to give you a shout, and, um, well, I'm shouting at you. I'm feeling now a bit of, you know, pick up the pace, and there is a sense of urgency. Sorry, who's this? Yeah, no, it's it's Dan. Bear Ruger. Things are, knock on wood, wrapping up for the pandemic, and that there are shows opening up. Yeah, just touching base about the about the show. That's awesome, man. No, looking forward to it. I, it's been so long since I've been on stage. Yeah, well, we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks. Cheers. I need to get my name out there as soon as I can, or all the spots are going to get taken up. Featuring Dan Berger-Berger, Caden Lawrence, Catherine Joel McKinnon, Rachel Romu, Alexa Vassos, Ty Young, Executive Producers, Karen Hansen, Ian Thompson, Series Producer, Michelle Azdorelli. Directors, Brian Marley, Ian Thompson, Megan McAteer, Chris Ann Hessing, Sophia Lane. Series Editor, Margaret McDougall. Composer, Walker Grimshaw. Post Sound Mixer, Taylor Brocklesby. Dialogue Editor, Christy McIntyre. Produced in association with Accessible Media. Integrated Described Video Consultants, Simone Cupid and M. Williams. Production and Development Executive, Andrew Morris. To find out more, including a full list of credits, check out breakingcharacter.tv. Produced in association with AMI.